And welcome to the BAFTAs special. No, we're not going to open it like that. Oh, really? I thought that was quite good. I thought that was almost Hollywood-esque. Yeah, I, I get my voice wasn't that good. Can I give it another go? No. Oh. Well, how would you open it then? I would, we were watching the BAFTAs and we decided we wanted to talk about it, so we're doing a podcast. Uh, sorry this has popped up on your feed unannounced. Um... All right then. That was fair enough. That's very authentic and, and genuine. Oh, there's my notes. My notes have gone. Fallen away already. Yeah, and just uh, just for everyone, um, if you hear rustling of paper, it's the notes from the BAFTAs. Not the notes from the BAFTAs because we weren't there. In fact, no one was there. What a segue. What no a segue. one was there. Oh, there's a baby crying. Hang on, we'll be back in a minute. should have started again but uh, let's just carry on it was a very short introduction a little interlude and off we go again let's go again so as you were saying Mm -hmm. there was no audience in attendance there were no um, nominees in attendance not prize winners and it was literally the host uh, Richard Ayoade and a number of presenters Mm. Um, some who were there some were there some were pre-taped or yeah. on Zoom or... Mm-hmm. They kept mentioning Zoom. I thought it was interesting that they would mention a commercial. Like It's a bit like saying Skype. Yes. It's an actual brand. Yeah. So they kept talking about Zoom, so I wondered whether they were like, that's what they were using. I think Zoom has become a bit of a verb. I think it's like, like Hoover. Hoover, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sellotape. Escalator. No, no. No? Escalator is a technology, not a company. I thought it was a... <laughs> There must be something to do with lifts then. And I'm sure I learnt that back in Yieldy Law School in my intellectual property class. Well, you'll learn more about this than me. I know, I know, I'll look that up. That'll be in the notes of the podcast when (laughs) Elaine corrects me. No, it'll be in the notes of when we go to bed later and I go, let me just look up that thing about escalator. And you go, "Mm, yeah, okay. Tannoy. Right. Are you now just going to shout brands at me? Nope, just getting another one. Okay. So yeah, some some were there. Yes. And some were online. Yeah. I think I need to just say something for the tape now right. before we go ahead with this. I am not a fan of award shows okay. normally. Okay. Yeah, actually, this is right because I love award shows. Yes. And when we first started going out, that's what I wanted to watch. And you were really like, hesitant and a bit, not not grumpy, but a bit sort of like, I don't really care. Just put it on in the background and I'll sit and play on my laptop phone. Yes. I don't think I need to read, watch a two-hour program or a three-hour program, or in the case of the Oscars, a five-hour program. Something that I could just look on Wikipedia and go, oh, that one. But having said that, we did stay up one night to watch the Oscars. Yeah, I wouldn't do it again, like. Well, we wouldn't do it now. <laughs> no, I wouldn't no, do it. W- madness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could stay up. We're up anyway. But no, mm. wouldn't do it now. So you're not a massive... I'm not a massive fan of awards. And that is an understatement. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The awards shows, just because they're very self-congratulatory. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't really care about people's speeches. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like to see people's dresses. I don't I really... Do. And I know that sounds really reductive, but I really do like seeing the makeup, the artistry, mm. the creativity of a number of the, the dresses. And I'm not just talking about... The women and what they wear. I love seeing what the men wear as well. So the whole of you know, it's that artistic um, creativity that a lot of performers bring to the table, and they're also able to showcase um, other designers and designers that we may not have heard of. So I really like that aspect of, of award shows. Yeah, um, and I think in this case, I was interested to see how it would work without an audience, mm-hmm. uh, without a any nominees there, anything like that. Mm. And it was only 90 minutes, which, I mean, I would have fast-forwarded between a lot of the bum from the speeches and everything like that, but we watched it all because you liked seeing people, <laughs> apparently, in their gardens. Um... I re- what I really loved about it was you got to see people's houses. So, you know, when will we ever see, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's back garden? No, when we didn't. We... we saw a wall in their houses yeah. or, like, a bush in the no, back no, garden. No, some people have, like... What's, a fa- what's the judge off 
Strictly Come Dancing, she had a beautiful like parasol outside and I was really like, oh, look at her garden. I can't remember what she's called. Um, the, the other judge is Motsi Mabuse. Yeah. And her styling of her, wherever she was, like a living room or a kitchen or wherever she was, was all gold and tans and it was really classy. And so I got really into the interior design of people's houses. Shirley. Shirley's the other judge. Yeah, she had a beautiful garden. Please stop looking at me like that. Come on. You were how you were looking at Claudia Winkleman's bookcase. Yeah, that's that's just a byproduct of lockdown, isn't it? Though let's see let's see what books they've put out there to seem intelligent. And do you remember what she had on a bookcase that you found? Yeah, Victoria Corrin's uh, book. Yeah. yeah, which I'm quite happy about. Yeah. 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 And um, Jared Harris, I noticed, um, when he popped up later on, he had... Spoilers. No, he's, he's one of the nominees. He's one of the nominees that yeah. every nominee is on. You're the one spoiling it by saying spoilers. His, his bookshelf had David Lean, uh, like the guide to David Lean. Yes. And I've got to look this up because I wrote it down. Where, where is it? Where is it? Oh, here we go. Success in film. Wow. Yeah. And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of something on film, something in film. But I thought success in film, that's an interesting one to have in your bookcase. That's how you bag the big roles on um, Mad Men and yeah. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. And what's that one that I watch? The, the sci-fi cr- thing. The Expanse. And he's in The Crown as okay. well. He's George the Sixth in The Crown. Anyway, not a Jared Harris podcast. Shall we... Should we actually? Can we talk about Richard Ayoade? Yes. Before we get into all of the nominations and who actually won. Yeah. What did you think of his his hosting? Because I don't think he's hosted before. I think he's perfect. I think he's brilliant for this, and it might not work with people in the room, but he was just the right amount of self depreciating, deadpan, and yeah, best thing about this. Yeah. Absolutely, the best thing about it. I think. Him combined with a musical interlude from Tim Minchin, who was there at the beginning, both of them incredibly sardonic, both of them really taking the mick out of the whole situation of here we are in a pandemic, making sure that we self-congratulate, making sure that we give ourselves an award for doing well. Yeah. You know, and I love that about it. Um, and also Richard Ayoade was doing what we did, which we've just done now, and talking about people's houses. Yes. I think some, at one point someone had like, um, was it um, Ruth off Gavin and Stacey? She had so almost these like big purple, look like velvet curtains behind. Yes. And he had said something along the lines of, you can come out of that photo booth now. Yeah. Which is just brilliant. And he, that's so quick as well. Because he won't have seen no. everyone's backdrop. And the fact that he was pointing out, like you did, some people, just a blank wall. Yeah. Just a magnolia wall. And that's it. You know, nice of you to make an effort with, <laughs> with the backdrop. So I thought he was wonderful. I'd really like to see him doing the normal, in inverted commas, event. Yes. Yes. I think he'd be brilliant. Absolutely. And I think he he would really keep the audience on side. Yeah. So how are we going to do this? Are we just going to run through some of the nominations? Yeah, let's and not the, do everything. The award winners? We're not going to do everything. I don't we? think we've necessarily got a lot of insight in a lot of these because, as mm. I found out, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch as much TV as I think I do. You know what? Just I was thinking about this this past year, <laughs> which is when this the, this award show is covering isn't it yes this past year has clearly been a difficult year for us for so many reasons Mm. but main part when when all of these shows were coming out in the summer we were in the hospital we'd either we were either just about to lose our eldest child yeah or our eldest child had died and we were waiting for the second one to take a similar turn because that was what we were we were warned was going to happen Mm. and a complete roller coaster ride with that so watching fun things on telly was not at the forefront of our minds and there's a couple of shows that we're going to talk about later on tonight that i started but could not finish because i found them to be too difficult to finish given our circumstances at that point in our lives okay i think we now watch so much more because we were ticking off things that we had seen on there and there wasn't that many i think next year's baftas we're still doing this (laughs) next year 
I'll be doing it. <laughs> Next year's BAFTAs, I think, will be a completely different kettle of fish for us. I think we could be ticking off much more. Okay. So yeah. that I see where you're coming from with that. I do. I think last year was a bit of a weird year for us. Mm. And, you know, understatement of the century. Yes. Right. Shall we? Shall we get on with it? So I think the first one we're going to cover is best entertainment performance. Let me get my notes. Rustling of notes. Yes. So best entertainment performance. The two people from Normal People presenting in the flesh. So. Paul Meskel and Daisy... Oh, I can't remember her name. Dukes. My, my eyes have rolled. Ridley. No! Is it like Edgar Jones? Yes, or, Daisy Edgar Jones. Is it Daisy Edgar Jones? Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> right. So, the nominees were... Are you going to go, or do you want me to do it? I'll let you do it. Okay. We'll do alternate ones. Okay. The nominees were Graham Norton, for The Graham Norton Show, Frankie Boyle, for New World Order, Lee Mack for Would I Lie to You? Question mark, and Mo Gilligan for is it the latest show with Mo Gilligan? My that's notes right. are not yes. particularly brilliant, and you've got the tablet out. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, and the winner was Mo Gilligan, who I as I should say I've never heard of. Yeah, and I think it might be because his show's called The Latest Show, and we don't stay up past eight o'clock. So I think we've just completely missed out on this. But equally, like Frankie Boyle, New World Order. Yeah, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Knew the Graham Norton show and we've been to see Lee Mack. We have. In, Ooh, in the we flesh. We have, yes. Um, so, yeah. It aired Friday nights at 10pm for six episodes on the 19th of July, 2019. So, yeah, right in hospital season. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. So that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't really do a lot of insight on this, can we? Not really, but I really liked his speech. I, mm. He seemed a really nice guy, and I liked the way that he talked about how it was really important for people who looked and sounded like him to be represented. So, yeah. Well, might as well touch on this here, because mm. I think last year there was a lot of criticism that the winners were very, very white, whereas this year they... It seems they have made an um, effort to nominate and, spoilers for things ahead, mm. give awards to people of colour, um, certainly in some shocks. So I think there has been some, I think probably the recent events have probably been in people's minds when they've been voting. I just hope that going forwards, this is the case, because we all remember Oscars 2002, yeah. where they decided... Um, to give Halle Berry and Denzel Washington the awards and then back next year it was mm. back to the same. So I have a lot of faith in the British Academy, but... Uh... I wonder whether they have mixed up their panels because, uh, like the jury panels, mm. because Sean Clifford later on talked about being on a jury um, uh, and Sean Clifford's from Fleabag and yes. she talked about being on a jury for the first time. And I wonder if there are just a few more first-time jurors who are looking at things with more diversity and making sure that they are including mm. people who maybe years ago yeah. others would not would not look at or would just go for the same... I think that's the problem. It's just going for the same, same drama programmes, same performers over and over yeah. again and not spreading their, their net widely. Okay. Next one that we're going to cover is the entertainment programme. And the nominees were... The Voice UK, The Rap Game UK, The Greatest Dancer, and Strictly Come Dancing. And I shouted, Strictly Come Dancing for the win, and Strictly Come Dancing indeed did win. I mean, it wasn't a stellar year for Strictly Come Dancing. No, no, it wasn't. Um, But when The Voice is one of the things nominated, Mm. and... I'd not seen much of The Greatest Dancer, I have to admit, but what yeah. I did see did really interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a tap-in for them, but... Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it... Yeah. No, I didn't see the rap game. Um, I hadn't heard of it, but it looked really good. Yeah, it did, actually, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, because they were having, like, rap battles. Yeah. Um, and the guy who was on was just amazing, and the other people <laughs> in the room were a bit like, right, I don't think I can follow him. So yeah. that looked really good. It might have been, again, hospital season for us where we, we missed out on it, but we'll keep an eye out for that one in the future. That was when um, Claudia Winkleman came on with her bookcase. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> her Victoria Corin Mitchell uh, enthralling bookcase. Next. So, best comedy and comedy entertainment programme. Okay. I might have to move my notes about... Oh, there it is. Yep. 
And the nominees were... I can't read my writing. Do you want me to do them? Yes, please. <laughs> the Ranganation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. The Last Leg. Yeah. Uh, the Grave Norton Show and Taskmaster. And I said, when these were all read out properly on the show by professionals, I went, never heard of that, Taskmaster. You must have done. I because didn't. it's your favourite. I know that. Elaine really loves Greg Davies. I love tall men. <laughs> of large, tall men. Is that alright to say? I like substantive men. And um, Greg Davies ticks all those boxes. I mean... Broad. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah, just stop saying things. But, but I, uh, do, I do. I do like... I like a tall man of substantive character. And Greg Davies is absolutely that man. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's a Dave show. Why were they hitting someone on the head when he was in a wheelie bin? I don't know. Like, it was David Baddiel. I love David Baddiel. But he was hitting someone who was hiding in a wheelie bin on the head with a pan. And that's what puts me off that show. Greg <laughs> Davies or not. Anyway, it won. It won. It won. I don't think I have much to give on that because I, like, like I say, these programs are really like we talked about the last leg a couple of weeks ago when we were talking yes. about Alex Brooker's yeah. documentary about disability, and we said we'd like to watch it more than we do, but it's on so late. It's probably on at like nine. If that. <laughs> but we just don't watch it. Um. Okay. So what's next? Best scripted comedy. Okay, hang on. I've got to turn my notes over. Scripted comedy. Okay. So are you doing the nominees? Well, I've done them all so far, but uh, you? yeah, because oh, you couldn't read the last one. Right, okay, I, I can read this one now. So the nominees were Derry Girls. That. I liked doing the voice. I liked doing the voice. Let me do the voice. Derry Girls. Now, I always want to call it Stath Let's Flats, but it's Staff Let's Flats. Yes. And I, yeah, I find that difficult to say. Fleabag and Catastrophe. So going into this, I thought this was the Fleabag Best Scripted Comedy Award. That's what I thought. And it didn't get it. No. The staff, staff, staff lets flats. Which, up until tonight, I had never heard of. I'd heard of it, but it just didn't seem to be very... I thought it sounds awful, but it's one of those things I've, I looked at and I just thought, oh, that doesn't look very good. Mm. But now I think we might have to watch it. And also, like, Derry Girls. People have been going on about Derry Girls. Yes. For months, like, the cast of Derry Girls have become really popular on social media and they've, they've turned up in loads of different places and it seems to be something that people are really, really behind and they love the characters. Mm. Again, we've not watched it, but if, if Fleabag didn't get it, I thought Derry Girls would. And then Catastrophe, it was its last season, yes. which always makes people more inclined to vote for it, I find. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think maybe a lot of people, I don't know whether they're weighted voting, mm. um, but... If Derry Girls and Fleabag split the vote yeah. and Stathlet's Flats was a lot of people's second choice, sort of, and that sometimes happens in awards where you think, oh, well, I, my best thing was Fleabag or straight Derry Girls, but my second choice, I really enjoyed that, so let's put it up so that it gives it gives it some recognition. I love we have this magical insight into how the BAFTAs might be voting when we have absolutely no clue. And that's that's how that's how they account for a lot of shocks in the Oscars. But the Oscars, it's load of people putting their votes in, whereas this seemed to be juries. Oh yeah. Rather yeah. than you know stick your your vote, stick your tick next to a box. So yeah, I'm I'm not saying that you're wrong. You are. I'm not. No, that's exactly what you're saying. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, I'm just laughing at the fact that we are going into in such detail how. After does things when we actually don't have a clue. Well, I mean, we've we've covered four five awards where we've uh, sorry four awards where we've only seen one of the winners so True. far. So I mean, uh... this is you know insightful commentary. <laughs> um, what's next? <laughs> uh, no, but that's good. So Satellite's Flats okay. is a comedy uh, starring Jason Dimitriou. Now, was he in Fleabag? Yes, he was. I re- was he the guy with the teeth in yes, Fleabag? That's right, exactly thought I recognised him. It. I'm going to watch this this week. Okay. Um, certainly a couple of episodes because it's all on all four mm-hmm. and oh, that might be Channel 4 it's Channel 4 oh, yeah right. I had a feeling it was um, BBC for some reason okay I thought it was an I, I thought it was a BBC 3 iPlayer type show so that's clearly where I, I'm completely wrong mm. 
Yeah, no, um, no. So I'm gonna watch that this week. I don't know if you're bothered about it or. Well, I might, given that this is, you know, got got the award. Yeah, I think we'll report back next week on mm. the main show. Yeah, main show. The like, main show. Like we got a spin-off now. I know. Oh god. So best female comedy performance. Oh right. Um. Yes. Yeah, you're doing this one. <laughs> no. This is, this is what happens when you have a tablet with all the notes on properly put into order and I've just got scraps of paper from yeah. the actual thing. So, is it female performance in comedy. Yes. So, back to Fleabag. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Sean Clifford, Femi Sola, Ikumelo, and Sarah Kendall. And the winner was Sean Clifford. In somewhat of a shock again. Yeah, I mean, she was shocked. She has a lovely garden. Yeah. She also... I mean, does someone on the jury have something against Phoebe Waller-Bridge? I, I don't know whether Phoebe Waller-Bridge has had so many accolades in the past yes. that they are now looking to give awards to other people. And Sean Clifford in Fleabag is absolutely Phoebe Waller-Bridge's equivalent. Oh, I, yes, I, I'd agree. She keeps getting sort of supporting actress mm. for nominations, but I'm not quite sure how how... Yes, she is supporting that. Yes, Fleabag is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but she is there a lot of the time, and she is giving. You know, you, we get as much of her story as we do um, Fleabag's story. Yes, um, I'm not sure that's the case. I think she has some major moments. You know, hair is everything. What? Why are you I, looking at me like I've that? Never, I, I, I have no recollection of that quote. That, or that is, it's a meme now. It's a meme or a meme, as some people call it. It's a, it's a proper meme where, because women, like in particular, women just grabbed hold of, of that when she has a really bad haircut and the hairdresser says, it's just hair. And they're like, no, hair is everything. Like it's the difference between a good day and a bad day. It, and it totally is. What if a you weird have... way to kick me when I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem I've had for a little while. But huh? Yeah. But you, you're able to deal with your hair. Like, you just shave it off and there you go. But, and it would be the equivalent of, what if you had to let it grow and it grew out in funny ways? I mean, I did you... for a long time before yeah. I faced up and shaved it. It was, it was crap <laughs> but then. you might not feel particularly good about yourself. And that's what they're trying to say. So, yeah, she, she gets some major moments in the show. So I'm really pleased for her. And she was totally, like, blown away. Mm. Yeah, and... All four nominees, uh, BBC Three shows. Oh, okay. Uh, obviously, Fleabag. Although, yeah, it did start on BBC Three and then moved across. To, yeah, I it think was it shown did. on BBC yeah, Two. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fred, Sarah Kendall for Fred. I haven't heard of Fred. Had you? No. I don't know Sarah Kendall to my shame. And then Famalam. Mm, yeah, which I think I'd heard of. I but... don't think I have. Okay, but, yeah. I think I'd heard of it more than Fred. It's the yeah. insight, isn't it? It's yeah, well, <laughs> tell me about it. Best male comedy performance. Okay. So we have Youssef Kukur, uh from Home, uh, Shuti Gapwa from Sex Education, uh, Goose Khan from Man Like Mobin, and Jason Dimitriou from Stathlet's Flats. Is he called Jason? Jamie you... Dimitriou. <laughs> Jason Dimitriou is a footballer, <laughs> I think. On this one... I was really, really rooting for Shuti from Sex Education because he is one of the best things in that show. We've we've talked about Sex Education before on on the main show, <laughs> um, and we've talked about our love for Sex Education, particularly series two. Yes, his character. What's his character's name? What's his character's name? Uh, Eric. Eric. Um, his character gets um a really lovely like a journey, a really lovely arc. Yes. Um, exploring his sexuality further in in season two, mm. um, getting a boyfriend and and falling in love and and sort of working all all of that out. And he has a beautiful performance. It is so nuanced, and you you just love Eric. You just and his family as well, and how his family support him. And I just yeah, just love him. And he is a brilliant comedic performer. You kind of want him to to come in your house and cheer you up, Eric. Absolutely. Um, so I was really rooting for him, and he didn't win. No, nope, uh, Jamie Dimitriou for yeah. Stafflet's Flats. So something's going on with that show then. Yeah, that's why I'm really keen to watch yeah, it. I am too. I think once he won for the performance, particularly against Chutty, who 
like, like I know him, shooty, who um who we we know out of all of the nominees the most. Yes. I thought, mm, okay, this is interesting because I thought it was a shoe in. You're what, on the next. What is next? Because <laughs> once again, your notes are going well out there. My notes are really going well. Best reality and constructed factual. Yeah. So, um, just before we get onto the nominees, can we have a little bit of a chat about Jeff Goldblum? Because Jeff Goldblum had recorded a little, a little bit of blurb <laughs> to introduce the nominees for reality and constructed factual. So he wore some semi-mirrored glasses. Yes. And you could see the notes on them. You could see the large white paper that he was holding beneath, sort of like just beneath eyeline. Yeah. Every now and again, it kind of came up as well, yeah. like on onto the. And then you could also see the person who was holding the camera. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It was not the best of the sort of the introductions. Anyway. It's chaos theory in action. So, um, so we've got celebrity goggle box. I'm looking at my notes because, again, I can't read my writing. Harry's Heroes, the full English. Race across the world. I had originally written that down as race against the world. So that's how that's I'm feeling fun. right now. And RuPaul's Drag Race UK. So I've seen none of this. Okay, so I have seen RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Although I did not think it would win. I thought one of the... Constructed factuals would win. I thought it would be the Harry's Heroes because my understanding is that it's um, ex-professional football players who have maybe got out of shape and sort of getting them back into shape. Race across the world is something which I've heard really good things about. Okay. And I. You keep asking me to watch that. Yes. And I'm not. I've not done it. <laughs> so it's a lens fault. I've not yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then it won. Yes. So. We might have to watch it now. It's on iPlayer, so yeah. let's give it a go this week. Like okay. just when we, you know, we sit around going, "What should we watch?" and we put on repeats of Friends with the sound down and yes. just play on our laptops. Let's pop on an episode. Okay, we'll give it a go. What's next on the list? Best mini series. Best mini series. <laughs> I'll go through them. Thank you, because I'm still looking for my notes again. We have a confession. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, the victim. Yeah. Chernobyl. Yes. And the virtues. Okay. I've seen three of those, so I was pleased. Good, because I've seen zero. I'm, I'm oh, sorry, I've seen, I've seen one episode of Chernobyl. Right. Um, which one? Yes, and I think Chernobyl, again, was an absolute shoe-in to win. Yeah, well, I, you know, I thought Fleabag was, but... Yeah, but Chernobyl's won so many awards in so many different mm. like genres of award ceremony. And th- that's the reason you said Fleabag possibly didn't win. Oh, okay. I'm very contradictory this evening. Then. Apparently so, but yeah, let's, yeah. But yeah, I did think it would, it would, it would sweep the board. Um, so you haven't watched Chernobyl? I have. I've watched. I think I've watched three quarters. Okay. I got three quarters of the way through, and then hospital season, as you're yeah. calling it, happened for us, mm. and I couldn't bear to watch more death and destruction on the TV. So I had to stop because Chernobyl is a harrowing show. Okay. And I mean harrowing. The, there is death every five minutes and it's horrible death because it's, you know, it's what happened. People died in horrible circumstances when that reactor uh, blew up. I've watched the first episode maybe three times. Mm-hmm. I just can't get past it. And I think part of it is the fact that they're all, they've all got Yorkshire accents. <laughs> all of them a lot of them have Stellan Skarsgård doesn't have a Yorkshire accent no but the guy from if I say the guy from Uncle no one will know what I mean um, but yeah Jared Harris doesn't have a Yorkshire accent but I know Wait, he doesn't have a Ukrainian one yeah 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 yeah. they are using their own accents yeah which I, I quite like that rather than people putting on sort of like a, a fake accent why not just use your own and because you're portraying the person not the accent of the person I mean, Kevin Costner agrees with you, um, as does Mel Gibson, but... Well, yeah, I quite like that. <sighs> All right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. I think I, I will watch Chernobyl. Mm. Um, we've still got it sat on our Sky Q box. You will need to be in a particular mood to watch it. It's not one for with, Blake. Find, 
find some time to yourself and maybe just do it in sections because I found it really wore me down, really wore me down because because it's real. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I really liked about the the winner's speech from I think it was one of the producers, she was saying that it was really important. It was a really important show because of the need for transparency transparency yes can't speak in our political system Mm. because this was a cover-up and this program was showing how it was covered up and the consequences of a cover-up okay um so since we've actually got some insight on these ones Mm. um a confession the victim and the virtues you've not seen the virtues have you no i haven't seen the virtues that's um a stephen graham vehicle and it's the guy behind shane meadows yeah this is england yeah um a confession and the victim Mm. would you recommend them to people there were two things I remember about a confession, one of which blew your mind when it came up on the screen, when the revelation came up on the screen. Yes. The first thing is that it's Tim from The Office. Who's Tim from The Office? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman is a policeman, which did not sit right with me. He just didn't quite have the policeman-esque vibe when I watched it. Okay. But he's a policeman, because this, this is based on real life, on real life crime. The policeman who was looking for the killer of Sean O'Callaghan yes. is what I can remember. I know it's terrible that I, I can't remember because it's real crime, but that's that's my uh, recollection of it. And he's looking for the the killer. And he thinks that the killer is a guy called Christopher Halliwell, um, which turns out he is. Yeah. And he is trying to get the confession from him. Now, Christopher Halliwell in the show is played by... Oldie Stenders. Joe Absalom. Yeah. That's a name I've not heard for a while. What? Yeah, you just looked at it because he was, I think he was all dressed up and he had a glass of wine or something on the the old Zoom. Yes. And uh, he was like, that's Joe Absalom. Yeah. So obviously he has to play a very um, uh, creepy character, but also if you don't know the story, someone who some people might think, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. And Martin Freeman has to sort of try and persuade you that he's he's lying he's not telling the truth and actually has been involved in in murder so it was it was fine i didn't particularly remember it um okay. i was surprised to see it up there but yeah and apparently he's in doc martin oh okay or has been okay that's what he's been doing all this time 15 years in doc martin i remember the victim <laughs> moving on <laughs> yeah, sorry i remember i remember the victim much more because that was a show that had clearly taken inspiration from the murder of James Bulger. So the TV show concentrated on the mother and her feelings towards the killer of her child, who was uh, the killer being also someone who was very young at the time that the killing took place. And it was her saying, I can't forgive this person. They're going to be out of prison soon. Mm. They will have anonymity. I don't think they should have anonymity. I could bump into him at the end of the street. And her trying to find him, trying to find this person who would now be an adult. And it it had really, really complex but fascinating themes. Mm. Uh, Redemption and and criminal procedure. So, yeah, I I found that really quite affecting at the time. Would you recommend them both? Probably not a confession, to be honest with you. It was I didn't really remember it. The victim, yes, I think for all the things that I've said, um, it it would be an interesting watch. Um, but Chernobyl, clearly, yeah, you know, it was it absolutely was the was the winner there in my in my mind. Best drama series. Mm. So we've got Gentleman Jack, The Crown, Yay. Giri Hadji, and the End of the In World. Yes, well done. So I've not seen any of these. You've not seen any one of them? No. Well, okay, so I've seen The Crown. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm going, you've not seen any of them? Yeah, I, I've seen The Crown, and it would be like the latest version of The Crown with Olivia Coleman. I thought The Crown would win. Yeah, and the winner in the end was the end of the in world. Which, yeah, again... Which I've heard really good things about, yeah. but I thought it was a bit fluff. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was a bit of fluff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I might Another just check this to... out. Maybe not this week, but mm, yeah, yeah, it's, it it's been bumped up my queue for yeah. something to watch, like in between something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting how the the things that would have won maybe a couple of years ago, you mm. know, The Crown, uh, a Netflix drama um, of many years standing, talking about royalty. Yeah. You know, you go, you're ticking all the boxes there, aren't you? And you know what? The Crown is really good. I've just recommended it to your parents this weekend as something to watch on Netflix. 
I think it is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I love the way that each episode looks at a particular event in history. I think it's really good for, you know, if you if you like your history, if you like that sort of thing. Um, it's taught me a lot. I mean, some of it, you know, you don't know where the truth truth lies, really, do you? Because it's yeah. drama, but it's taught me a lot about, um, especially all the prime ministers. I now know much more about the prime ministers of sort of the 50s, 60s. No, because you, that's not true. Because when watching Pointless, you always turn around and say, oh, it's the guy off the crown. Um, yeah, and you never can remember them. Anthony Eden. <laughs> after that, after him comes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Harold Macmillan. He's in there somewhere. I, I know he know. is. I know he is because in the clip of the crown that they showed, they had Olivia Coleman listing the prime yes, minister. Yeah. So she was like, Macmillan wouldn't have done this to me. The Churchill, Churchill wouldn't, have, wouldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah. So, Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm. Naomi Aki for The End of the World. Yeah. Helen Bean for The Virtues. Yes. Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown. Mm. And Jasmine Jobson for Top Boy. Okay. Can I say that as much as I love The Crown, I, I did not feel that Helena Bonham Carter was a standout performance in it. Okay. Um, I was, I'm a little surprised to see her in there, to be honest with you. Is it just Helena Bonham Carter... Playing Princess Margaret. Yeah, but is it just the fact that Helena Bonham Carter's done TV will get her nominated? Well, I hope not. And I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad performance, but any stretch of the magic, it's Helena Bonham Carter. You yes. know, you know, I love Helena Bonham Carter, and mm. I've watched her since she was in Lady Jane. You know, in the old old period drama. I think she was about 15 when she did that as well. You know, all the way through, um, through her career, I think she's a beautiful actress, and I think she's an incredible woman. But I didn't feel that her Princess Margaret did anything more than um, your Olivia Coleman's Queen or... You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Naomi Aki won. Yes. Um, another tick in the box for the end of the world. And I know Naomi Aki from Star Wars because she plays the lady who's on a horse in... Is it... It's not The Last Jedi. I always think that's the last Star Wars film. The Rise of Skywalker. They yes. They go to the planet and she's on a horse. Do I, am I remembering that right? I mean, I don't remember a horse being involved. And then she was on a boat at another point in time as well. I remember that she ends up... Um, spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. No? The yeah. last Skywalker. No, no, no. It is the Rise of Skywalker. Because it's the last Jedi. And then it's the Rise of Skywalker. It's all messed me up because that thing's been going around this weekend of everyone's... Every Star Wars film's got the wrong name. Yeah, well, it does. Have you seen that? video no but it, i i know that it does before yeah. you've even seen the video ewoks uh, yeah she's the one that ends up with lando calrissian going around the galaxy oh yes yeah that's exactly yeah. right yeah so yeah good for her yeah i'm pleased for her um so yeah she won against i mean that's a hell of a cast to go against mm-hmm. um but yeah fair enough yeah best supporting actor mm-hmm. uh will sharp uh for giri hadji okay uh joe absalom yay for eastenders uh, <laughs> No, for a confession. Okay. He was very good in EastEnders. Didn't he murder Saskia? Oh, I can't remember what he did. He was I knocking know... around with Spando Ballet. Oh, was he? Yeah, that was the point. Because it was when... Oh, of course he was like his little apprentice, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah and yeah. Saskia killed by... Your knowledge of EastEnders is phenomenal. Only EastEnders in 1998. <laughs> what were you doing? Oh, I don't want to know. I don't know what... Uh, yeah. Let's not say what you were doing in 1998. With an ashtray. Um, Josh O'Connor from The Crown. Yeah. And Stellan Skarsgård uh, in Chernobyl. Okay. So, as is the theme, I've seen none of these things. I have seen Josh O'Connor in something. And it's a film that I'm going to look up. Um, and he was very good in it. And the name of that film is Only You. Where he's in a relationship with uh, Leila Costa, who's a Spanish lady, who is quite a bit older than him. It's... It's actually pretty decent. It's worth He's checking out. He's been in another film that has got a lot of plaudit. Does it have the word country in God's it? God's own country. Like, That's it. Yeah, yeah. So he, and he, in The Crown, he plays a completely different character. Because he's playing Prince... Um, I think he said Prince Albert. <laughs> going back a bit. Um, he's playing the young Prince Charles. And it's beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful portrayal of a man that's full of rage. A man that wants to do more than he's allowed. This quiet, introspective man who wants to make his mark on the world and yet is... Why are you why are you pursing your lips? I want to make a joke. We all know what Prince Charles wants to do. 
from his phone calls. And uh, let's not go there. Let's. I'm trying to make a really lovely point. Sorry, about I have the acting completely of cut you off there. Yes. So let's move on. Who won? <laughs> um, Will Sharp for Will Giri Sharp. Hadji. I've not seen Giri Hadji. No, it was on during hospital season because I remember coming home and thinking I should be watching this. It is getting loads of really good reviews, and it's propped up a lot on the Baftas tonight. I don't know if I've got time in my brain to fit it in, but I feel I should. What's it about? Is I it? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I thought it had someone in, but it doesn't. So. Yeah. Doesn't it have? Um, oh, it's got Kelly McDonald in. That's exactly who I was going to say. It's got Kelly McDonald in. It's got Justin Long in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's a fabulous cast. For some reason, I thought it had him from uh, Westworld in. Uh, the baddie, who, the son. Uh, the, the, son. the man in black's brother-in-law. I want to say Logan Lerman, which it isn't. No, but, isn't but his it, name is, is Logan, Logan in the... Th- People are screaming now. I don't think... Ben, you, Ben. Ben Barnes. Ben, Yes. No one's still listening to this. <laughs> Everyone's so switched off. Ben Barnes was in Giri Hadji, but yeah. it isn't. So no. let's move on. Yes. So we've done supporting... Oh, that's another thing. Just I'm in my notes. I'm going to make use of my notes because I made such good ones. Um, he, w- he was the only person who had done a pre-recording, Will Sharp, um, when he accepted his award speech. And I thought he was so humble in it because he said... Um, whether this video clip sees the light, I actually wrote it down. Whether this video clip sees the light or, or, of day or not, I just want to thank everyone who's been involved in sort of helping me. So it wasn't that sort of like, you know, we're talking about self congratulatory. It was, I'm recording this in my room by myself. Yeah. Not knowing if I'm going to win and pretending that I've won. And this may never, this, this is just going to go in a bin somewhere. Because one thing that Richard Iwadi revealed is a lot of people had, re- had, recorded speeches not knowing if they were going to be used or not mm. uh, if they weren't if they weren't available for zoom at the time yeah and he's the one person that made reference to it which yeah. was i thought was quite nice i thought it was just a really nice way of putting it it's like mm. and also you could see he just wasn't expecting to win no he's just like look i don't think anyone's ever going to see this but if if they do this is who i want to thank and i really like that so, have we done what we've done? Supporting actor? What's, Supporting actor. What's next? So, next is best actor. Ooh, best actor. We're getting to the big boys now. I know. Jared Harris in Chernobyl. Spoiler alert. Uh, Takahiro Hira uh, in Giri Hadji. Mm-hmm. Stephen Graham in The Virtues. And Callum Turner in The Capture. I've not seen The Capture. I have. I thought it was dreadful. Oh, well, that's uh, <laughs> one for the first there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, re- I really... And it had... Um... Holiday Granger. Who I love. You're going to edit that so you remember a name. So it looks like you remember a name, aren't you? Yes, I am, Mark. (laughs) I'm not going to put in the bit where I go, and it's got... Who's it got in it? Because we've just done that with Ben Barnes for three hours. (laughs) So yes, Holiday Granger. Just looked it up. Because I love her. I think she's amazing. And I thought this would be really interesting. It's all about the use of CCTV and how it can be um, doctored. Okay. I did not like this show at all. I got really bored by it. I made myself watch it to the end. I thought it was a bit of a throwaway piece of fluff. I was surprised that he was nominated. Not that I would not want anyone to be nominated, but a bit like Hannah Bonham Carter and Princess Margaret. I was a bit surprised to see him there. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Jared Harris won in the end. Yeah. I think that's predictable mm. um he's very good in most things yeah. and yeah I, I think he was a little bit self-depreciating about how the uh, i think he must have been nominated a few times and not yeah. uh one yeah. um do you think for mad men and things like that well no because mad men's not british so oh, okay that's a good point yes yeah good <laughs> again great insight into the baftas here from gregerson but yeah I, he was interesting he i like the fact that he gave you a little bit of insight into the casting um, process where apparently on day one the producer came up and said Jared just like hope you don't mind but I'm going to let you know that uh, you were not the first choice to play this role we wanted Daniel Day-Lewis but he's just retired from acting yes so and then he was able to say and you know Daniel will want to see you back on our screen soon you know and it was it was nice it was a nice thing and actually I can't imagine Daniel Day-Lewis in that role now Okay. Um, so I know you haven't watched more than the first episode, but as if you go back to it and you have a look, I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis would be right for that role, actually. Well, he doesn't really appear in the first episode, does he? Mm. Apart from the prologue. Yeah, but um, you know, you get to see his story all the way through, and I think Jared Harris has enough of that sort of 
hang dog, world weary, chain smoking, man with the weight of the world on his shoulders look about him to really carry off that particular performance. So yeah, I was pleased. Okay. And so we are now on to the final of the sort of the usual awards, which is leading actress. Um, so we have got... <laughs> I can't read my notes. I can't read my notes. Saran Jones for Gentleman Jack. Thank you. Uh, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. Samantha Morton for I Am Kirsty. Can read that one. And Glenda Jackson for Elizabeth Is Missing. And all day, <laughs> you were saying to me yesterday, I hope Glenda Jackson wins. I hope Glenda Jackson wins. I hope Glenda Jackson wins yes. for Elizabeth Is Missing. And I, and I quite, quite poignantly said... What the hell is Elizabeth is missing? <laughs> Which maybe yeah. not that eloquently. Yeah, yeah. Um, Elizabeth is missing. Out of all the things that we've talked about tonight, all the shows that we've talked about, things that we've seen, lots of things that we haven't seen, mm. Elizabeth is missing. If I could recommend anything, it's that show. It is the most beautiful uh, drama. It's about um, a lady who has dementia, played by. Glenda Jackson so she has moments of lucidity and moments where she has clearly forgotten a number of things you can see in her house she's got post-it notes up on her um on a kitchen you know on your cabinets and things to remind her of things and as an audience we don't know if she's telling us the truth in inverted commas not that she's wanting to lie yes. but we don't know whether she's remembering things right or if she is mismarried misremembering so all the way through you're wondering where her friend elizabeth is you know yes. elizabeth is missing and she said elizabeth is missing Eliz and that's one of the um things i really remember from the performances her trying with this the vocal performance where she's really you know when you're really trying to get someone to believe you and you know that they don't yes and you know that they think that you're a bit mad and you're trying to say no this is I can see it in your face. You don't believe me, but I need to say this. And it's a really, like I say, a vocal performance where I can hear her now, even though I haven't watched this show for absolutely ages. It was on quite a while ago. I can hear her saying, Elizabeth is missing. And that's what stayed with me with that, that performance. The show actually goes into other things. So it's not just about Elizabeth being missing, in inverted commas. Yes. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I knew nothing going into it other than this basic premise that I've just talked about. And I loved it. I loved where it went. I really, really recommend this show. Okay, so I've just been looking this up mm. just to see exactly uh, how you can find it. Mm -hmm. It's available on Acorn TV now. What? Yeah. <sighs> Was it a BBC? Yeah, it's BBC. What, like, why is it not? Why is it not out there? I don't know. Oh, it's so annoying. You can... It should oh. just be on, on iPlayer, surely. So, no, it's not. It's not. It's on... So you can get Acorn TV through Amazon Prime with an extra charge. Uh, so it's a fiver a month. But you can get a 30-day free trial. I've just looked up. But why make it that difficult to see something? Well, they probably didn't anticipate a... this winning the BAFTA and the well, Imagine. Yeah, and, yeah, well, yeah. And I'm so pleased Glenda Jackson won because it it's a wonderful performance. Mm. And I'm not taking anything away from the, the other actresses in the in the category, which I'm sure are, were all fabulous. But she was, it was the hot, like, it was the one in my heart that I wanted to win. I mean, Jodie Comer, Saran Jones and Samantha Morton are BAFTA favourites anyway. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> their careers are not not uh, not petering on the edge yeah. of uh, a cliff based on this Absolute, nomination. Absolutely. So, yeah. so yeah, I just I love Glenda Jackson as a performer. Anyway, I remember her from the seventies. Obviously, I wasn't born in the seventies, but in the seventies, um, she played uh, Elizabeth I in Elizabeth R, which was a big BBC production at the time. Yeah, and she was fabulous, and she played her from being a teenager until her death. And yeah, I've always loved her as an actress. Finally, we've got the special award. Yes. This, is this meant to be like the lifetime achievement, but they've changed the name because they don't want to wait until people have got to like late on in life? I don't know. But yeah, I think it's very much often people who are behind these behind the camera rather yeah. than in front of it. Um, like directors. And yeah, directors, producers, producers yeah. people like that. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm really surprised that Idris Elba won. 
And do you think that the special award, as it's now done, is not just for acting, because they specifically pointed to his role in increasing diversity in the um, in TV? Yes. So I think that is, it's rather than wait until you get to the end of your career and then we give you a pat on the back. It's more, what are you doing now? What are you doing currently? What have you done? And what I really liked about it was usually you just get the person's friend coming up on stage and telling you how wonderful they are. But because of the circumstances that we're in, we had lots of clips from all the different people that he's worked with. Yes. It's a bit, a bit like This Is Your Life, but not, not that long. Uh, with your friends all popping up saying, oh, he's really helped me in this part of my career, or I've had a really good laugh with him and this, mm. but and, yeah, and then he was just, like I said, a bit self-deprecating again, wasn't he? And just sort of had his camera on the table and just went, oh, th- thanks so much for this. Uh, um, you know, it's it's great to get it. He's also never won a BAFTA. Oh, Which okay. it takes some doing. Wow. I thought he would have won for Lufa. No, he was nominated in 2016, but that, so it might just be a case of can, how we can we give to, him a BAFTA? Yeah, we need to give him something. Absolutely. Hmm, nice yeah. guy. So, and then not after the special award in the, in the show, but it was sort of like trickled throughout the show. There was this idea of the public voting for must-see moment. They'd clearly already voted because they weren't putting up any telephone lines or anything like no. that. So the must-see moments of the year apparently were the Night King, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones, being defeated in Game of Thrones. Yeah, or spoiler alerts for all of these, to be quite honest with you, because these are all like denouements of shows. So the proposal in the Gavin and Stacey special, the Christmas special. Yeah. I'm trying again, cannot read my writing. Oh, Coronation Street. I thought it just said something different i'm not going to read out what i thought it said so cory uh death of sinead i didn't know there was a character called sinead apparently she's been in it for six years okay yeah so anyway fleabag the confessional scene between fleabag and the priest hot priest priest. yeah which i thought would win line of duty again i'm not going to say the character but a major character's death in line of duty and love island my personal favorite (laughs) Michael recouples after Casa Amor and that totally brought back last year because when we were in the hospital we were in temporary accommodation just after the boys were born and it was right next door to the hospital it was like um like an old doctor's accommodation yeah it was like something from straight out of the 70s actually yeah Um, and we were in two separate rooms so you used to come to my room on a night time Get on the single bed yep. and watch this dodgy old TV. That we could only get two channels. Yeah, one of which was ITV Two. Yeah, and we used and we used to watch Love Island. Yes, and it was the first time we'd ever watched Love Island because we'd always said we're not going to watch that rubbish Love yeah. Island. No, it's not for us. But we needed something totally different. And I said to you, didn't I, one night? Oh, should we just we just watch it because we were awake all night anyway. I think you watched the first one without me. Mm, um, that's about right. Yeah, and then said, "Oh, it's so good. You need to." Uh, yeah. Yeah, you need to come. You need to. You need to watch this. You need to come to my room on the night time and yeah. watch it because it was escapism. It was massive escapism, and we continued to watch it all the way through the summer. And do you remember, even when we were at home, we I remember sitting in our living room, getting I remember like I was expressing at the time, <laughs> getting the old oh. breast pump out, and you sort of like sit and watch, it. and we would sit and watch like because we were about to ring. We always ring the hospital on the night time to check mm. how Blake was at that point in time. So yeah. God, yeah, it just really took me back. I can remember all the times of us watching and being being totally overwhelmed by Michael not coupling up with his pre with his previous partner, who's actually from round here. She's from um, she's from the Newcastle area, um, and she became, she was a winner in the end. This is this shows just how much my memory has gone because I cannot remember what her name was. Amber Rose. Thank you, thank you. So. I'm going to say this wasn't the most shocking thing that happened on that episode of Love Island. Oh, are you going to talk about I Amy think Amy and, and Curtis and yeah. the thing there was mm. far more interesting and far more must-see mm. TV than Michael get Michael recoupling. But wasn't it interesting that Ian Sterling came on and did a little bit to camera, say, you know, with his sort of microphone yeah. and, and showing you how he records things and saying the producers were texting him at the time going, you will not believe. So I quite like that behind the scenes because you kind of sometimes feel 
it is a constructed reality, isn't it? Yeah. And they do get prompts from, we know that, we get prompts from the producer and certain events are constructed. But it's nice to know that there are times where the people who, the contestants on Love Island do actually take them by surprise. Yes. So yeah, I, I quite like that little peek behind the curtain that Ian Sterling gave us. I'm just going through the island. What are you doing? You are actually looking at all the islanders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. So. That segues on. Yes, it does. Because when we were watching the clip of Love Island, um, obviously featured prominently was Caroline Flack. You, um, who also appeared in the in memoriam feature. Yes. Yeah. And I think that. I think that's the first time it's kind of hit home with me mm. just how tragic that was. Obviously, mm. at the time it was, oh my god, you'll never guess what's happened. Yeah. But just seeing her on the screen and then realizing, like, just seeing her performing. Yeah. And then being reminded just a few minutes later of the tragic circumstances, <laughs> that really, really hit home yeah. at that point. And before we sort of put the podcast on, before we started recording, we did say we we weren't going to talk about the memoriam section because you know it's. Um, very sad and that's it's people that we don't know mm. but we wanted to say that when Caroline Flack came up in that in memoriam section it really did it was very affecting and you know really really like you say hit home mm. just what a tragedy that entire event absolutely um, was and such a, a young woman who you know had a brilliant career already and I'm sure would have absolutely thrived with the right support we said so we really felt like we wanted to mention that because it was something that really affected both of us when we when we watched the, the oh, show absolutely absolutely we haven't said this is an awful segue back but we haven't said who won the must see moments after that after saying all of that oh of course um, but yeah it was it was gavin and stacy gavin and stacy yeah um but james corden in la on zoom yeah with a lot of lag <laughs> It didn't really work. No. We were trying to talk to him and he was answering five seconds later. And Ruth was... Jones doing a lot of the thanking of, yes. of people, which was, mm. it was fine. I would have gone for Love Island. That would have been mine. I would have gone for a different thing from Love Island. But what would you... I would oh, you... oh, right, Curtis. okay. I thought you said a different thing, but yeah, you just would go for Love Island, but just a different thing. Yeah. I can still see Amy squaring up to him and... Mm. I came back to say I loved you. <laughs> Just go, you could go on Love Island. Yeah. Well, you couldn't. No. I couldn't, no. Couldn't, I mean, no. I wouldn't last long. No. So that's the end of the sort of nominations and awards. Just a quick round up. How did you feel the whole show? Because having said that you don't like award shows, what did you feel about this? It ticked by. Um, I still don't care about people. I, I care even less <laughs> with people on Zoom accepting awards than I do seeing them on stage accepting awards. I thought Richard Ayoade kept it going well. I thought he was the best thing on it by a long, long way. Um, I think people making jokes and then looking at the camera as if to wait for an applause or a, or a titter of laughter, it's never not going to be awkward. Mm. Um, and... I would not watch this again next year okay. if that's the case. I've got one more thing that I need to bring up. Okay, go on. At the end, where they've got all the... Um, oh, and here's the other awards that we didn't yeah, have time yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best sports presentation. Right. How the hell did the 2019 Rugby World Cup final beat the Cricket World Cup final? You're asking the wrong person, love. That, that, I just want to put that out there. Okay. The Cricket World Cup final is one of the greatest pieces of sport ever. And a Rugby World Cup final that was slow, England, one team didn't turn up at all, and South Africa ground out a win. But can I play devil's advocate? Isn't this the presentation of that sport? So aren't they saying it's the commentary and the production around that event that is winning, rather than the event itself? Because I, I know what you're talking about. You're going to talk about Ben Stokes and the whole glasses thing. Have I got that right? Is different, that the different, different Ben Stokes miracle. Oh, really? That is day. it? Okay. But yeah, yeah. This is the super over. The um, super over. Yeah. Oh, no, please don't go into... You watched it. it. I did, I did, but yeah. it's not the one where 
he's running up and down with the fellow wearing the glasses. No, that was a different Ben Stokes right, miracle okay, performance okay. of that of the summer of Ben Stokes. Called Jack. Jack Lee, That's I think. It, yeah. yeah. No, this is Joffrey Archer bowling the super over. Ben Stokes barely being able to move and hobbling out. Right. Talking of commentary, this is England has won the World Cup by the barest of margins. That is the thing that people still say now. Okay. No one says anything from the World Cup final anymore. Okay. I forgot we'd got to a World Cup final. You just want to register your discontent. Absolutely. Okay. It's one of the most disgraceful decisions in BAFTA history. <laughs> we'll report that back to BAFTA. Are you going to write in on points of view? No, I, after watching oh, this, because we watched this after, we didn't watch this on the night, we watched it the morning after. I just typed in rugby and cricket into um, into, into Twitter. Twitter and just sat back and went, yes, I'm, I'm not alone in this. Well, let's end on that note <laughs> yes. of our BAFTA commentary. Well, thanks everyone for sticking with us this far. When are we going to get this out? No one's still with us. Yeah. We could yeah. we could say anything. <laughs> we could slander anyone we want. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. Right, quick, let's go before Mark starts slandering. And we'll have a proper show out later this week. Yeah, see cool. you soon. Catch you later, bye. Bye. Is this what you asked for? No, of course not. He's just a bastard. Right, fuck it. What? Come on. No, no, it's all right. Come on. <laughs> Slow down. Hey. No. Anthony. No, that is exactly what she asked for. No, it's not. We want compensation. Claire? I've got two important meetings and I look like a pencil. No, don't blame me for your bad choices. Hair isn't everything. Wow. What? Hair is everything. We wish it wasn't, so we can actually think about something else occasionally, but it is. It's the difference between a good day and a bad day. We're meant to think that it's a symbol of power, that it's a symbol of fertility. Some people are exploited for it and it pays your fucking bills. Hair is everything, Anthony.